Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hello and welcome to this edition of World Weekly from the Financial Times. I'm Gideon Rachman. Today we're looking at political instability in Germany, where Angela Merkel is still struggling to form a new government. Why is it taking so long and what happens if she fails? Joining me on the line from Berlin is our correspondent there, Guy Chazan, and here in London, opinion editor uh, Fred Studeman. So, Guy, first of all, I I gather we're talking um, on, I think it's uh, Thursday the 11th uh, of January, and the coalition negotiations with the uh, CDU, Mrs Merkel's party, and the uh, SPD have just begun. Uh, What what do they need to thrash out and what what are their chances? Well, uh, the chances are quite good that they'll uh, be able to sort of reach uh, some kind of accommodation. Um, The the, the problem uh, arises further down the line uh, when, uh, if they do enter official uh, formal coalition negotiations and they come up with an agreement, that has to be put uh, to the members of the SPD, all 400,000 of them. And uh, a lot of people I'm speaking to are just really sceptical that the members will endorse it. Uh, there's tremendous r- reluctance uh, to get into bed with uh, Angela Merkel for another four years. Um, it's, it's extraordinary. They, they really, the SPD really has a, a kind of allergy now uh, to Miss Merkel and the CDU. And it just seems to be getting worse with every day. Uh, although... The leadership has has uh, tried to move mountains and really sort of uh, persuade the, the the rank and file that uh, it's worth doing this for another four years. So let's let's look a bit closer at the SPD then. The demands that the the leaders are making, in particular Martin Schulz, are very very strongly federalist, aren't they? In the in the European sense. Do you think that they will get Mrs. Merkel to sign up to some of these demands? For example, I think Schultz has spoken of a United States of Europe by 2025. No, I I don't think there's much chance of that. Uh, I think there is a chance that they can come together uh, on a few uh, sort of uh, policies regarding Europe. Uh, I was speaking to one uh, senior person in the SPD who, who basically envisaged a kind of um, the, the Germans agreeing to a kind of investment fund uh, for the Eurozone, which would go some way to uh, responding in a way to, to uh, Emmanuel Macron's uh, very bold vision of European reform from September. Um, also possibly agreeing to something like a Eurozone finance minister, which is one of the things that the SPD wants. Um, the SPD is much more bullish about really, you know, creating uh, funds for investing in Europe, Eurozone countries. The CDU is much more sceptical about that. But there is a sense that they can come together on some sort of low common denominator, which would satisf- satisfy both sides. Um, I mean, with the previous uh, coalition negotiations, uh, that would have been much, much more difficult because they involved the FDP, the Liberal Party, which is much more Eurosceptic. Uh, but really, the CDU and the SPD 
are sort of very pro-European, both of them. Uh, so the chances of them being able to agree on something uh, are much higher than they were in the previous round of coalition negotiations. And then yet, as, as you said, uh, the next test is can they get those parts of the party membership? And you spoke of a kind of allergy amongst SPD members to this idea of going back into government with the CDU. What's causing this allergic reaction? Is it actual a visceral dislike for Mrs Merkel or just a feeling that it's it's really damaging the SPD or a bit of both? Well, the thing is, it's an ironic thing, because uh, in the last four years, the SPD really achieved a lot in government. Uh, it pushed through a minimum wage, which, which had been a long-standing SPD demand. Uh, they managed to get uh, early, uh, the early pensionable age of 63, which was another key SPD aspiration. So if, in uh, social democratic terms, uh, it was a very successful uh, government for them. Uh, But they just felt that Merkel got all the credit uh, and they didn't get any. And as a result, they dropped to 20.5% in the election, uh, which was their worst result since uh, the West German state was founded effectively in 1949. Um, So there is a real sense that it's just too damaging for them as a party uh, to, to hitch their wagon to the CDU, CSU. Um, I mean, I think in that respect, it's become a little bit irrational uh, because, um, you know, I don't think necessarily being in in opposition for four years will actually do them uh, any good either. Uh, So perhaps being in government is is the better option for the SPD. Fred, uh, let's look at some of the context for this. Uh, This long, long period to, uh, to form a government is kind of unprecedented, isn't it? It is, and it's something that quite a number of people have remarked on. Um, I mean, not least the German president, uh, Steinmeier, who, when he was having his, um, you know, official start of the year reception for foreign diplomats, uh, referenced that quite explicitly and said, you know, this is unheard of in the history of the Federal Republic uh, that it's gone on for so long, but then also sought to sort of calm any uh, nerves or concerns about that by saying it doesn't mean that, you know, we can't get things done. But yeah, I think it's uh, people people who follow German politics for quite a while are quite surprised that, you know, we're in a situation where um, more than sort of, well, it's getting on for four months, it will be soon, um, that Germany hasn't, you know, is, hasn't got a new government uh, a new co- or a new coalition worked out. And it's in the hands of a caretaker administration. Now, that said, you know, everything, I mean, guys are much, will be a much better witness to this than I am. But as um, you know, the, the country isn't falling apart, everything sort of carries on. But I think, one has to acknowledge that certainly internationally um, there's a sort of absence there because certain German officials feel that they can't sort of, you know, they, they, they sort of have to sort of adopt more of a holding position and not sort of sign up for any big initiatives or even sort of introduce any big initiatives. And you're seeing, you know, look, look what's happened in, in recent days with President Macron going to China and really staking out a sort of European position uh, vis-a-vis Beijing um, and you know almost you look to him now saying is that the sort of prime voice in Europe and that's something that you know traditionally all we've got used to certainly in recent years looking to Angela Merkel. And you make the point that obviously life goes on as normal most uh, Germans ordinary lives are completely unaffected by the failure to form a new coalition but is there a form of malaise going on in the sense that the mainstream political parties no longer really command the the political landscape in, in Germany and that you've had the rise of the fringes, which is making it harder to, to come to some kind of consensus. 
Yeah, I think you could say that. But I mean, I think there's another form of, if you want to call it malaise, but certainly a mood shift, which is quite pronounced, which is, um, you know, the 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 end of the Merkel era is now, well, it certainly feels to be upon us. Now, this being Germany, this could take uh, several years. I mean, it could take, you know, up until till the next, uh, the time when the next elections would be due, which would be in 2021. But there's this feeling that this sort of all commanding figure or certainly my view is that this all-commanding figure of uh, the Chancellor is now damaged, weakened, and that people are starting to look beyond her and say, well, you know, who is going to be the next uh, leader in Germany? And I think that is, certainly to my mind, one of the issues that a lot of people I talk to in Germany are very concerned about because there doesn't seem to be an obvious uh, successor. And it just sort of, you just sort of feel there is this slight sort of drift that's taking place. There doesn't yet seem to be sort of a new force that it's um, establishing itself within the mainstream parties. I mean, there are obviously other developments you've referenced uh, that, you know, are going on on the fringes, which have certainly got some dynamism or energy about them. And Guy, I mean, we talked about the role that the Europe debate has played in these uh, current negotiations. What about the other big and possibly even bigger issue in, in recent years, refugees? H- how does that play into these uh, coalition problems? Well, uh, to a certain extent, uh, the, the refugee issue is actually less uh, sort of toxic in these talks than, again, than it, uh, it would have been uh, in the Jamaica uh, coalition negotiations with the Greens and the FDP, uh, because the FDP was was taking a, a quite a sort of hardline sta- stance on uh, refugees, and and the SPD and the CDU uh, essentially uh, have a sort of consensual view on that. Um, there's a few irritants, but mainly they're on the same page. I mean, they they obviously were in the coalition that uh, ran Germany over the, the last four years, which included the refugee crisis. Refugees is less of an issue. I think, uh, in a way, one of the big issues is the fact that Germany just has so much money at the moment. It's just extraordinary. I mean, it has um, financial headroom of about uh, 30 billion euros uh, to spend over the next four years. Um, uh, today, they announced that there was a surplus, a budget surplus of, of 38 billion euros. It's just extraordinary. They're, they're just gushing money. And I think um, that, in a way, has made the coalition negotiations uh, difficult because uh, everybody wants to spend that money, but they can't seem to agree on how uh, and on what. And um, in a way, it's actually... It's a nice problem to have, but <laughs> you would have thought it would make the forming a government actually easier, but it but it hasn't. Um, so, I mean, for example, the SPD wants to raise taxes and everyone's saying, you know, this is crazy. You can't raise taxes when there's an enormous budget surplus. So the CDU is sort of wringing its hands and um, over over these sort of ideas. But uh, but but I think the refugee issue is actually less is less of an irritant. I, th- I think in a way it, it's it's more things very bread and butter issues like tax policy, like uh, health policy, uh, w- w- which are, are going to pr- provide the big hurdles uh, in these negotiations. But just a footnote on the refugees. I mean, one of the things that happened in the elections was that the AFD, the far right populist party. Um, gained a big presence in the Bundestag. Have they made their presence felt yet? 
Funnily enough, not really, no. Uh, I think it's partly because the Bundestag is also stuck in a bit of a holding pattern. Um, they can't really form uh, committees and so on uh, because there's no government. It, it's, it's, very, it, it's very weird. It, it's like a sort of limbo land at the moment. But the one interesting thing is that if the SPD does join the government, then the AFD by default becomes the biggest opposition party uh, in the Bundestag. And that would be a very significant development. Uh, in fact, a lot of people are in the SPD argue that they shouldn't join the government precisely for that reason, because they don't want to uh, give the AFD a big voice in, in the country's parliament. Uh, they'll get all kinds of perks. They'll be able to uh, become chairman of the uh, of their budget committee, which is a very significant role in the Bundestag. Um, so people really want to do everything they possibly can uh, to suppress the AFD, uh, which is going to be increasingly difficult if the SPD does end up in the government. So, Fred, just to return to an idea you raised earlier um, and perhaps round off the discussion, I mean, you talked about the end of the Merkel era. If that is what we're seeing, is it simply a question of finding a new figurehead, if you like, or a new leader? Or is there, um, did Merkel embody certain things which may now uh, find that, they're, that you know, they're no longer in tune with the zeitgeist? I think it's a bit of both. I mean, there is, you know, definitely a quest to find who is the you know the next leader of certainly of the, the Christian Democrats and thus on, on current polling uh, you know likely uh, chancellor of Germany but i th- also think that what some people have dubbed merkelism uh, within germany which is a sort of you know if you remember that phrase uh, of triangulation or sort of moving you know relentlessly moving to the middle and and sometimes taking your opponent's policies off them and, and guy talked of some of the effects uh, that that's uh, that's had on the social democrats in the in the last government. I think there's a feeling that that may you know something needs to change. And I mean certainly some of the people who are sort of staking out a claim to be the sort of face of the future within her party are doing it on a, on a sort of more conservative sort of you know traditional um, center right platform of sort of saying you know it's that the edges are going to be a bit sharper and we're going to have much sort of more definition around some policy issues where the Chancellor was often not very distant from the Social Democrats or even the Greens, which uh, was an issue that for a lot of CDU supporters um, was became an issue of concern. I mean, I think some of them just sucked it up, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if quite a few of them actually, as we saw, um, sort of went elsewhere. So, Guy, just to conclude, um, bring this idea of the, the end of the Merkel era into focus. I mean, what kind of time frame are we talking about, potentially? Well, uh, if the SPD membership uh, votes against the coalition agreement, um, then all bets are off, really. I mean, essentially, there are two choices. Uh, Merkel could continue uh, leading a minority government, uh, or uh, the president could then call new elections. Now, if new elections happen, uh, Ms. Merkel has actually said that she would stand again, uh, but uh, I, I, because she seems to be, uh, and she's also said that she completely opposes the idea of ruling uh, in a minority government. But a lot of people in Berlin believe that she wouldn't stand again, uh, that the, the CDU would choose a different uh, chancellor candidate, and that would be the, effectively the end of the Merkel era. Uh, so uh, basically, we're going to be facing a very bumpy ride uh, in the next few weeks. Uh, and essentially, 
Uh, no one really knows whether the SPD members will vote for this. As I said, you know, that there's a real visceral uh, feeling among party members that they just don't want another four years of Merkel and uh, they will avoid that at all costs. So at the risk of underlining uh, the obvious, I mean, what you're saying, in effect, is the SPD will vote on this agreement in the next few weeks. Yes. If they turn it down, Merkel could be out as German Chancellor within a couple of months. Well, that's certainly one scenario, and it's, it's the scenario that most people are modelling uh, at the moment. I mean, if, if the agreement is voted down, that's the big if. Uh, but certainly all bets are off if that happens. That will, be, that will plunge Germany into a new uh, era of, of turbulence and uncertainty, and the odds are that the end of uh, the Merkel era will then uh, be in sight. Okay, well, with that rather interesting thought, thank you very much indeed to Guy Chazan in Berlin and to Fred Studeman here in London. That's it for this week. Until next week, goodbye.